The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. is a five-year-old little girl that is a five-year-old little girl and it's not mine but i thought that'd be a treat for you good morning america welcome christians conservatives constitutionalists liberals libertarians communists islamists lgbtq rstv wxyz people all the boat rockers in the house if that don't get you going nothing else will oh i came across that the other day and i just thought man i got to share this with you guys because that, that'll be a little treat so it's a little little switch up for the morning um, I'm coming to you from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and this is the show where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. Um, 
Guys, if you want to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page and you'll see where we're going live here. And the numbers, obviously, I haven't refreshed in a while, so they kind of just stick there. Uh, enlarge that. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. Blow it up on your devices, wherever you're at. Share it with your friends. If Facebook doesn't let you share, grab the URL out of the top and stick it on your page. Do it. Um, and uh, click on the platform icon as well. And join us in the chat. Lots of people in there this morning. Great to see you guys. And yeah, that was that was pretty something that uh, a five-year-old has a voice like that. I just, I'm always amazed at the talent God gives to young people like that, that sound like they're 20s, 30s, 40s. I mean, just, ugh. anyway, <laughs> right above where we're streaming live is where Bradley's show normally is. Now, yesterday's show is still up, and I filled in for Bradley there. We brought Adam Heikla on. We talked about the attempted rest he, he tried to make. And, and I, the thing I liked about uh, what Adam had to present is Adam's one of those guys who's learning, and he goes and he puts into practice what he learns, and where he where he errs, he looks to go and correct that so he can do it right the next time. And uh, I think I think people appreciate that that hey somebody's giving it a shot, they're they're doing what they're they're trying to do the right thing, and they'll correct if need be, they'll even humble themselves if that's what they got to do, and go back and do it right. So if you missed that show, you'll want to check it out. Otherwise, Bradley will be on at three p.m. Eastern, two p.m. Central today for two hours. You don't want to miss that. Right above that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. So uh, sign up for that. That includes the morning show archive. And if I do an afternoon show for Bradley, if I have to fill in for him, that's also included as well. If you like to help us out with what we're doing, we do have needs. We ask that uh, you just click on the donate button if that's what you want to do and uh, make a one-time donation or join us as a son or daughter of liberty those are our monthly partners that help support us and all that we do radio internet and across the 50 states so if uh, if you agree with our message using the bible and the constitution not to see who's on the right or the left but who is on the straight and narrow then uh, please consider supporting us in what we're doing we're going to do it but we we do need the support to do it um also our stores available last day to get this offer our, our sons of liberty dog tags you guys asked for them Silver and black is the color they're in. They're normally $8 this week uh, through midnight tonight, Saturday night. You can get 10% off when you use the promo code LOVE at checkout. Love ties in with 1 John 3.18. We love in deed, not just in words. Okay, So be sure to catch that. If you've been wanting to pick up one of these, you'll want to do it now. Now, with that said, uh, this is a T2K day. And a lot of you guys like that. We've got uh, uh, Kate Shimarani with us, our health and wellness expert. And also Dr. Kevin Corbett are joining us this morning. And they're joining us from different locations. Kevin is in Newcastle, Newcastle on Tyne. I hope I got that correct when I said it. Uh, but I'll let them correct me. If not, one of the things we're going to do here is we're just going to welcome in uh, Kate with her, uh, her music. <laughs> All right, guys, you doing okay? Good morning. Good morning. Kate can't hear it. She's still she's still straining at the screen. I I, I can. <laughs> okay. I, I All right. can hear you. Okay, How's Kevin, you? did I get first? First, did I get it right? It's Newcastle. Yes, you got it right. Wonderful. Uh, you got it right, Tim. 
you've got it right. It's Newcastle upon Tyne in the north of England, in the northeast of England. And uh, I'm just going to point my phone at the massive demonstration here. Can you see that, Tim? Yes, I can. Can you see that? Wow, look at that. Did you get that? Yep, I did. So, yeah, and this is just the beginning. And we're walking from um, the outskirts of Newcastle upon Tyne into the city centre, to the Baltic centre, which is a big concert hall. And there's going to be a big rally there against the... um, the stabbing of children and the anti-lockdown and the lockdown rules and the whole damn COVID scam. Okay. All right. And Kate, you're joining us from home this morning. <laughs> I am. And uh, uh, a couple of people were asked which rally I was going to be at by the police, the Metropolitan Police. So the Metropolitan Police are down in Brighton today. There's some Labour Party conference. And really what that means is it's just uh, all um, pantomime. It's where politicians go and we the people think that we vote them in. And there's one as well in Glasgow, which I am speaking live through a PA system. So we decided with the legal, my legal representative, it wasn't actually safe for me to go out. They were asking which one I was going to be at. And then last week... Uh, When speaking to someone from one of these groups that I'm nothing to do with, nothing at all, we just all go to these things. They mentioned that they were at something that I was at that was very big. We'd gone to a vaccine center and they'd closed it for the day. It was their inaugural opening and I stood in front of it for three hours. We weren't blocking any access, but they actually then stated what them to do and how it slightly changed. So they did it. So um, you know, what what we what we know happens is that things will be done near you and you'll be arrested and they'll make out that you've done it. And that seems to be what they're kind of trying to do. And I'm in court in December for one of the biggest cases that's hit a magistrate's court. As I understand it, the judge has, has uh, he's left the case. Uh, The barrister for the prosecution has left the case and now they've got they're looking for a new judge and they've got a a new barrister who's come on board. And it's ridiculous. I can't talk about all the evidence, but we want this to go to court. Let it go to court because it's going to expose so much and tyranny. And if it doesn't, if they don't allow us to just shows that they're all in on it. Okay, um, can, I, can I ask you a question about that? When when you talk about going to court, do you guys have like court reporters there in the UK? Because I know they really gave Tommy Robinson a hard time about covering the Muslim rape gangs. And I'm kind of curious, are there reporters that actually go in? And I'm not talking about, you know, from the Telegraph or the BBC, you know, the Mockingbird Media, sort of, so to speak. But do you have any citizen journalists who are allowed to go in the courtrooms and they're actually able to give people a true report of what's going on when you go there? Yeah, well, they um, we all the the COVID scam, the pandemic scam, demic. Um, you can't even call it anything else now. I'm going to give you some real revelations today. I'm going to tell you some tidbits and all what we're planning. I've just spent all morning um, talking how we're going to do this now because I've got a new website. It's all being built now. Everything, you know, this is going to blow the lid right off it all. Um, but we we have a very small area in in the magistrates' court. And they wouldn't let anyone in at first. And they all just pushed their way in and said, no, we're the, we're the, we're the witnesses here. So David Clues from Unity News Network in the UK, he has really stepped up to it and they're coming after him. 
he's been down. And I know that I've spoke to David Scott, Northern Exposure. Um, and I think that he does work for UK Column as well. They want to come down. So we will have real journalists who are going to tell the truth uh, on the ground when that happens. Um, I mean, it is it, it it would be funny if it wasn't so serious, that the rubbish that there is. But you know what? Let's bring it on because when God is with you, no one can stand against Come you. Come on. That's right. And yeah, and the truth is, and I'm just, I've got my Bible here open to Acts. No, oh, Romans I, I 8 is it. Romans 8 is a great passage for that. Who who can stand yeah. against us? Yeah, and I'm, I'm here with the Acts of the Apostles, and I'm reading down, and I was reading the prologue down to number eight. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And, um, you know, I, I remember the very point where I felt completely different, where I was, what happened, um, that very point where the trees were moving and just something happened and I've never felt the same since. And you couldn't tell me that we're not of the creator. You couldn't tell me that let thine will be done. I can pray all I like, but God knew my beginning and he knows my end. He, give, he gives me free will in the middle to go along and get my, but ultimately he knows where I need to be at strategic points, what I pick up along the way. So, uh, um, I agree. And can I, can I, can I interject? He also confronts you with your sin and is is turning you from that sin. I think I've spoken with people, and I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything, but I just to, to back up, I've seen it in your language. I've seen you go through the testing. I've seen what you've done there. I've heard your words. I've heard your tears. I felt your tears, if you will, over things that you've gone through. And you you haven't forsaken God. You've not said, God, why are you doing this to me? You've seen God's hand no. in all of it. And so I want people to understand this is this is stuff that's happened off air that's not been, you know, for, for show, if you will. It's not, it's not part of the show uh, that we do here. Not that we're doing anything fake on that either. But I just want people to know that I've heard it. I've seen it off camera when you and I have talked throughout, what, almost now we're pushing, we're going to be pushing on two years pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, incidentally, and I've got my T-shirt on. I've got my Sons of Liberty yep, T-shirt Yeah, people on. notice that. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, but, you know, I have. I've had to look at everything, but never once, not once. You know what it did? Everything that they've done to me. You don't see any politician. You don't see the press taking a politician's child and using them against them. Everything they've thrown at me, and I've had more coverage in the press than anyone else, which is great. Thanks for that. Um, I couldn't have paid for that publicity. It never once made me question the creator, our creator, my truth. It actually made me even closer. It made me where, Amen. you know, uh, it's just made me even more have a hunger that I, you know that, Tim, you've spoken to me all around the forest when I'm walking my dogs. But you know, the things that fall in front of me just when I need them, I get goosebumps. Just today, we decided, okay, we've got we've got everything in place. I've been given um, stuff to build my website. I've been um, gifted for that. I've got the very guy who's incredible doing it. It's all being done. Um, and we said, you know, you know, now's the time where I literally we started this. Now everywhere the people are on the streets. The working man is on the streets. My family are all in Australia. And when I, I heard my own mother cry, 
Um, and she only watches the, the the equivalent of the BBC there, but she knows what's going on because I tell other people she started crying. She's in her seventies. She's not in good health. But when you see all those tradies out and men, women, and children on that memorial, and they're aiming at them and they're firing guns, you know it's not about health anymore. And the people will not take that. And I believe the reason they came down so hard on those tradies, those men, they were real men. They were men out there that worked. Come on, that's right. They bring the sweat of their brow. They are hardworking, real men. They're not tapping on a keyboard, working as a computer scientist, working in the banks. These trumped up buffoons. I saw Chris Whitty and I saw him out in his suit with his big pot belly and his He's so ugly because he's so filled with wretched, evil, satanic stuff. And so that's what I see. And, you know, these this is what they're doing. But these people out there, these carpenters, these electricians, these real men that work by the sweat of their brow, and they're afraid of them. They're afraid of them because these are men. You watched them break through in Melbourne that day. And you saw yep. one of these guys. He took down about four cops, wrestled them all <laughs> to the floor, pushed them back. I mean... My word, I'd have paid to go watch that on a big screen. And I'm not condoning violence. I'm not advocating violence. But they bought the violence. They sprayed people in the faces. They pushed them on the floor. And you saw these guys push through. They're afraid of that. They're afraid of it. Because when these guys come back, and they will, if you keep firing at these men with rubber bullets and attacking them and pepper You're a spraying, dead man. History teaches us they're going to get tooled up. With their pick and what all the now I read a piece of footage today, a piece of stuff, and it said, We need to find where these cops live, we need to raise their houses to the ground, we need to get them out of town. And I was like, Oh my word, wrote this. But the point is, there's only so much that these men who are fit big guys are gonna take. Yep. They're not working, they're 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 not able to feed their families, they're losing their homes. I don't care if these cops go, one of the cops went. Well, I'm not trained in anything. I don't have a trade. Well, that's your fault. You chose to go and be an um, agent of the state. And he says, my wife's not working. I'm just doing my job. I've got to do this. No, you haven't. No, you haven't got to do it. Because if they stop doing it, it's game over. So, you know, we're going to be out interviewing. So today, a delivery driver went and delivered to a good Christian woman he wasn't very well. He's had his second injection. He's now got tachycardia. His heart is racing. The doctor did not see him, did not do an ECG, an electrocardiograph, which he should have done, did not do some blood, some hematology, biochemistry, did not do any of that, did nothing. He just prescribed him beta blockers and said, you need these for the rest of your life. That's not care. That's not evidence-based medicine. That's right. That's not following professional standards. It's following nothing. Yeah. So now we have a medical apartheid. So right now, this is what I'm going on. I'm going to be your citizen journalist. I'm going to be on the ground. All the people are out on the street. I don't need to be set up by these, uh, these criminals to try and get me arrested and on remand. Because yeah. they, like, they don't like that I can get out there and I can talk it. And, you know, we, I, I've been to meetings with all these parents. So, look, Dr. Corbett was right. They're injecting the kids. It starts, I believe it's the second, uh, the, the first week of um, October, they're going to be injecting the kids. They're starting the schools. We've got even word in this area. Then they're going down to the five to 11-year-olds. Yep. There's nothing conducive to health in this injection, but everything that's going to kill you. And, and I think 
I just want to say a couple of couple of lines here because everybody on this channel is intelligent. Don't think that any of these buffoons that you call doctor, they don't have a doctorate. They haven't done that critical evaluation of studies. They went through med school. They were given the honorary title of doctor. I have no respect for most of them now because the intel that I'm getting from nurses right there at the front, one nurse said to me, when they find out what we have done, they will stone us and the doctors are the worst. Yep. After she gave me three hours of chat, I said, I don't believe that will be quick enough for some people. I was so horrified. Now, they're not just doing harm to the people. They're committing fraud against the government. And you liars, you doctors, you're going to be found out because the paper trail and the electronic trail is all there because your greed makes you make mistakes and you slip up. And the more you get away with it, you're like serial killers. The more you slip up, the more chances you take, you're going to get found out. You're so going to get found out. And so are you nurses. Okay. You're all going to get caught. Let me, let me add to that. You know, there was a gentleman, <clears throat> we had a hearing down here at the South Carolina State House, uh, same podium that I spoke at before. And we had a gentleman who was a nurse, uh, I don't know, 30 years or so. And his video has gone viral. And it, he basically came out and said, you know, I was told to do these protocols, even though I kind of questioned them because I'd never done them before. And I, I really questioned whether they were good, but I did them. And then my patients were dying. <clears throat> and then I saw them change the issue of the PCR test. And I started questioning what was going on. And once he figured out, Oh, they're using me. And he said it with his own mouth. He said, I'm the guy that euthanized pe people. Yeah. Okay. He said it. He said it on the, on the court. He said it on, on public record and I put it out and I'm not condemning the guy. He questioned the stuff, but he wasn't really sure what was going on. So he wasn't doing it intentionally. I'm not, I'm not blaming him for doing it intentionally, but he's the one who said, I, it was at that moment where I realized what they were doing, and I pulled out of it, and I said, amen, good, good for you. That's repentance. That's good repentance. Um, he may still have to face some things from that. This guy wrote me a, 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 an email asking me to pull down the video, gave me his Too phone bad. number, and he said, this is causing me great stress. I'm, I'm going to be sued by a former employee, or I think he maybe meant an employer. So I called him up. I wanted to straighten it out. And I wanted to, I wanted to encourage him and said, look, I'm not here to tear you down. I'm here to build you up. You need to be a person who's speaking out against this. And I want to encourage you in that. And I left him a message. You know what? The guy hasn't called me back. You know, I'm not pulling the, I'm not pulling the video. I'm not pulling the article because what he said, people need to hear. And it's amazing to me that, that when a little heat comes on, after people speak the truth, a little heat comes on and they go, oh, scrub everything about me. I need to keep my job. Well, listen, if you're that kind of person, then don't speak in the first place. Don't speak if in the first place. Person, yeah, if you're that kind of person and you're admitting that injection is a shot, it's a gun. It's different to a knife or a gun. It's going to kill you. And it already has killed lots. And all these other shots that they've given over the years have killed lots, men, women and children. In America, over four billion paid out in um, vaccine injuries. That's how much it maims and harms people. If you go on air and you say you've done it, well, I'm sorry, there's your signed confession. What I heard this week, as nurses, we have a professional code of conduct. We have a scope of professional practice. So we shouldn't be doing certain tasks 
if we are not trained in them, if we don't feel competent in them, we also have the storage and the administration of medicines, the safe storage administration of medicines. When we give an injection. Sorry, Kate, I accidentally hit your mute when uh, Kevin came on. Can you unmute there? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. We have the, we have the um, appropriate storage and, and administration of medicines. These are all things that we must follow with nurses. And when we sign every year our code of conduct, we have to adhere to all this. Now, I've heard this week nurses being told, do not prime the needle. Don't get that injection, that COVID, right up into the needle and in the hub, just in the syringe. You don't do that. You always prime. You don't want to be injecting air. When you go perpendicular into the muscle, you don't squeeze the skin because you're, you're not getting it into muscle. You then draw back because you don't want to inject that. It should be into the muscle. You don't want it straight in the, in the systemic blood supply in a blood vessel. It's going to be around the whole body within three minutes. It should be stored with that lipo, lipo thing. They're being told, don't prime the needle. Don't draw back. Excuse me, your nurses and your training tells you you should be doing that. So you don't suddenly go, oh, I'll just tell them. Because if you're the one with that gun in your hand, you pulling the trigger, the book stops with you. You didn't follow safe and effective evidence-based practice, which you're meant to. Now, you also have a certain amount of doses out of each of these things. You're meant to adhere to that because that is how many. You're not meant to go off and do what someone else tells you that might make a lot more money. But guess what? A lot of you have been doing things that you're not supposed to do. And there's a paper trail. And instead of following your code of professional conduct, you're following these idiots that are making the money. But it doesn't matter because you did it. So I'm sorry, I'm going to refer back again. The medical trials of Nuremberg, over 900 pages, over eight tons of evidence. And when each of them was cross-examined on their own as a living man and woman on that stand, there was no NMC behind them, NHS. Any doctors that he told me to do it, I was doing my job. I got some family to feed at home. They stood trial. Lots of them went to prison and some of them hung. So you've got to ask yourself, where do you want your name to be in history? Where do you want your name to be in history? That's exactly what you need to be asking yourself because it is going to come to that amount. We might have years of tribulation and it is going to get a lot worse. Suddenly somebody announced there's not going to be fuel And I live in the South and we had no fuel. People queuing for hours and hours for fuel. I know that the supermarket shelves, there's lots of things disappearing. That's all happening. Now, I was meant to have a survey done on a house I'm purchasing uh, yesterday. And the guy then suddenly couldn't do it. And it's happening all the time because his kids being tested every day at school. And they said his kids tested positive for COVID-19. Now he's isolate for 10 days. And he said it's happening all the time. It's making a big break in the people moving houses. Loads of sales are falling through and he can't do it. You know, and then he tells me his wife's a doctor. And then he tells me he had a sore throat. And he said, to be to be honest, he said, I've not felt well since my second injection, his second vaccination. I went, what? You're not putting the two things together? Duh. Duh. So, so, so look, you know, I had a client come to my house, a patient comes to my house for aesthetics treatment. Her mother had the injection and her mother's two friends. Both the friends died of clots. Her father had it. All his legs swollen up. He's got a great big swelling on his leg. They can't get rid of it. I go on the forest. I meet an old man. Well, he's not that old, early 70s. 
He has a heart attack last year. I think I said this last week. Has a quadruple stent put in. Now he's got a rash all over his body. Last week, I was in North London on the streets with my megaphone. And uh, I was speaking at the park. A load of the public were great. This man ran up the street, wanted to hit me in front of his kids. A big bodybuilder guy stood in front of him and he, he went, oh, oh, and he backed off. Well, yeah, you're not so big now, are you? Your big mouth. Testicles what, Kate, retracting in. Yeah, one of the things that you sent me, and then we're going to get a report here from Dr. Corbett because I know he's standing by. This is something you sent me over Telegram. Look at this, guys. This is from Moder- uh, the Moderna shot. Well, this is what this this I sent you this to talk about this. The guy who spoke to me when I was at that thing in North London last week, he came up to me. He said, I never come in this town. I just happened to come in with my child to get this school uniform. Can you help me? He was a very articulate, intelligent, with a good job, a high paying job. He said his friend had this cancer and the cancer had gone several years ago with treatment. He has his first injection. He gets it all over his body. He has his second injection. He now has 100 plus lesions within four weeks of having the first one all over his body. It's a recurrence. They can't stop it. They've got him on chemotherapy, steroids. He's in his early 40s. And the doctor told him, I think it is the injections. I mean, come on, people. Yeah, put and it together. Put it together. Children. Yeah, Kate, let me let me switch to uh, to Dr. Corbett. Dr. Corbett, are you there? I know we've got the mic uh, muted there. And the only reason was because of all the noise coming in through there. But can you give us a report of what's going on there in Newcastle upon Tyne? Yes, uh, this huge rally here in Newcastle-on-Tyne, northeast of England, uh, which has moved from the outskirts, Lisa's Park. Now we're at the Civic Centre. I'll just show you the War Memorial. Are you getting all this? And yep. We're, move, we're moving into um, the centre of the city to somewhere called the Baltic Centre. People in the UK will know what that is. It's a very famous building. And um, so many people have come out here and uh, are protesting the, the uh, coercive uh, vac- um, injections of uh, children, adults, whatever, and the whole COVID scam, basically. And you can see so many people here are um, here. Do you want to be on live t- uh, radio? No? Do you want to say anything? No? Long live the revolution. Long live the revolution. There we are, yes. We need a proper uh, change of um, authorities in this country and for citizens to assert their rights not to be injected and not to receive dangerous interventions from um, ridiculous medical protocols like we've had last year where people have been um, fast-tracked onto ventilators, people have been given midazolam in healthcare. Uh, which has killed them. People have been given um, do not resuscitate orders and being murdered. So we're here really to protest all these issues. And as you can see, uh, the police are behaving themselves. They are in presence, but they are uh, actually being rather polite so far. So uh, everybody here is obeying the law and protesting uh, within the law. And um, you can see here, I'll just show you the yeah dr corbett let me let me ask you a question there while you're doing all of that uh you know you mentioned revolution and i like i like to kind of 
curb our thinking of that because usually, um, yeah, and, and I'm not blaming you for it because I've used it too, but we want reformation. We want, we want a correction of the, the unrighteousness that's going on, the unjustness that's taking place. We want a reformation. We want a correction of that. We want repentance, and we want justice. We don't want to just overthrow everything and allow a vacuum to be created to where communists and other people come in and set up their own thing. But the people are out there. Have you asked anybody... Yeah, hang on, hang on. Let me ask let me ask you a question. Have you asked anybody out there how many of those people who are in protest are just out there because their neighbors are out there and how many are out there because they know what's going on? They've 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 seen some of the stuff that's happened to their friends, their neighbors, their family. Uh, they've looked at some of the things that, like you and uh, Kate and other doctors and nurses, have put online. Have you asked? It, have you interacted with people there to ask them, "Hey, why are you out here? Is it because you actually know what's going on, or you just thought, hey, 'Hey, we're we're going to join the crowd here and do that kind of thing'? I'm just kind of curious if that's happening." Tim, I think that everybody here I've talked to this morning, I've talked to at least over fifty, maybe. 70 people, and they all understand what's going on. When I use the term revolution, okay. I mean push, push, overturn what's happening. Yes. Not a, not a, a, a revolution like the French Revolution. Okay, cool. But a revolution in science and a revolution in social order. You can have silent revolutions whether you the and this, everybody here knows exactly what's happening. They're switched on. They're all awake. They know the PCR test is a fraud. They know that the injections haven't been licensed, haven't been properly trialed, and are dangerous. They know all this. They're like citizen scientists, a lot of these people. They're very well versed in the basic science from their own perspective. And this is what we're talking about here in terms of changing what's happening. We're out here public display protest which is our legal right as citizens of the UK and that cannot be taken away from people and the police understand that the police I spoke to today understand that Amen, well I I just I wanted to ask to see and I appreciate you clarifying that, thank you Kate? Um, Yeah, you know I think what people we have our own messenger RNA in the nucleus of ourselves. It's ours. It's from the creator. And it's it's a complete uh, reverse photocopy of our DNA. We were made perfect in his image. And this messenger RNA that, that they inject isn't. So our own messenger RNA comes out of our nucleus inside our cell, and it comes into the fluid, and it makes proteins. And when it's done its job... Our own enzymes destroy it. They degrade it down. That's what we are. So this messenger RNA doesn't go into the nucleus of your cells, the one that they've made. They're going to inject it in. And then what it does is it sits outside the nucleus and it just keeps making these spike proteins. And these spike proteins go into every, they go in your heart, in your pancreas, in your liver, in every single cell. They just keep, they don't know. They just keep, keep on replicating. And they go to your brain. And there's also the chemical in these injections, polysorbital 80, to open your blood-brain barrier. You've got your Wi-Fi, 2.4 gigahertz. This is something that's been so thought up over years to get this in. And, and what they're doing now, as, as Dr. Corbett said, they're going to inject the children. And they're stating we're using the Gillick competency, allowing the children to decide for themselves. Well, that's illegal. The Gillick competency 
cannot be used for an emergency authorized unlicensed drug on anyone under 18. It can't be used. So who's doing the shot again? The idiot nurses and the injectors. And on a university campus last week, I had Katrina there because she could get there. Um, You know, she had the, because of her son and everything. And she put me on speakerphone. The nurse, this is her exact thing. Have you had an injection before? No. Oh, you might get a headache. You might get a bit of a sore arm. You might feel a bit unwell, a bit nauseous, but you just got to hope for the best. And then she injected this poor student. And then when she'd done it, she went, oh, I forgot to give you this. And she gives him the document he should have read first. Now, that is medical battery in a court of law. She's not get, get got true informed consent. And it's criminal harm. And, you know, this is, um, and we told her that she wouldn't give us her pin number. And we had the buffoon security guard saying, oh, she doesn't need to get consent. And I just said, shut up. Mind your own business. We'll deal with you in a minute. Because he was, and I said, you are obstructing our evidence. You're obstructing us because we are, we are witnessing an indictable offense. So they're going to inject the children. And this is where we're going to be going to schools. We know that some of the police are on our side because they've got kids. One police officer did say at a meeting last week, very quietly, we want to help you. We want to assist you. I've got kids. I don't want our kids injected. But a nurse went into the restaurant with some teenagers and she said to these teenagers, well, don't you want to go to nightclubs? Don't you want to go to bars? You know, if you have your injections. I mean, my goodness, I've never heard this in nursing. So she's now coercing them and using bribery. And and so you see, these nurses don't realize they are now the executioners and they, they're being used. That's why they've been made heroes. They've told them they're heroes. They've put this rainbow over the NHS. It's not the true rainbow, the seven colors. It's not God's rainbow. It's got six colors, just like the LGBTQ one is six colors. Yep, Maybe I saw him putting on the Aussie trucks, the, the rainbow like that. Yeah, go read up on the Noahide laws, which I believe was George Bush Sr. So you know what? You're being lied to. You're being cheated. You're being tricked. The devil comes to lie and cheat and steal. So what we have now is people are on the ground. And I've heard people say, over my dead body, are you injecting my kids? Now, we've seen so many deaths and so many injuries. It's now over 1,600 in this country, and that's under 5%. The nurses, I had a nurse tell me, she said in one area, they had only 50 positive cases, positive tests of this COVID-19 during the first lockdown. During the second lockdown, the, the COVID ward was full of patients and from this area, all these patients and every second patient was in with clots and they were all injected. They'd all had this. Now we know that children, it has a much more profound effect. Drugs do on children. They can't test them on children. They're small. I would hypothesize, I would predict that there's going to be so many deaths of these children and the public aren't stupid. It's not going to be long before they realize, well, hang on a minute. My kid was healthy until they got that injection. Yep. And they're going to be starting to look for, well, who did it? And, and you know what? I've heard parents say, I, you know, I, I heard somebody say last week, every time I see a nurse now, I, I, I shout a rude word. I make a rude gesture when I see an ambulance. Well, I, I'm not condoning that because oh, I'm just not. But, you know, when you start to see 
when when children start to die, where are these people going to go? They're not going to go. Oh well, I need to ring up the um, I need to ring up the health authority and report it. When human emotions come into it, rational thinking goes out the window. Yeah. When your child, I, I've seen a lot of dead kids. When I worked in the emergency room, I worked in the adult emergency room. And they and the pediatric, they had a bay in our resuscitation. When those paramedics run in with a baby, I've seen a paramedic run in with a little premature baby. And, and he was crying when he when he handed over. And then he asked me later what happened to this child, what had happened. It turned out it was a non-accidental injury. This child died and it had been shook. And um, you can hear a pin drop. And there was one child came in and not when I was on duty, but it had come in there with the, the, one of the parents was a strange, had stabbed the child in the stroller and the child oh lived, goodness. you know, yeah. You, you know, when, when children are involved, it's very different. It's very, very different. Emotions run high. Yep. And then when you start to bring in cultures uh, and let me tell you, fair dues to the black people of this country because they're not stupid and they and a lot of them are like we're I not agree. having that poison. Yep. not having that poison and i know a lot of black people and a lot of black people that are nurses and they're like we're not taking that they can threaten us all we want we ain't taking it we know kate we had so, dr christina parks on and that was one of the mentions that she made because the black community does not trust their government just like many of us in the white community we don't trust our government and they're not going to do that. We've seen the thing, or they've seen the things that's happened before. Uh, Dr. Corbett, you have something you want to add there? I'm sorry, I, I was letting Kate finish up what she had. What do you, what do you got for us? Yeah, I, I just like to. Um, okay, well, uh, here's a, a gentleman. He likes to just speak off camera. Uh, he's here today. Why are you here today? Obviously, hugely concerned with, um, with what's happening with them. Um, especially concerned with people's personal family situations. Um, the, the government's behavioural insights team has obviously been very, been very efficient and effective, and um, it's managed to turn families against each other. There's a lot of bullying happening, um, and it's, it's really it's assisting the, this looming tyranny. What do you think about the injection of 12 to 16 year olds? Utterly scandalous. It's like Mike Eden says children's immune systems are on such high burn anyway. They simply don't need it. They'll, they'll deal with it before we come to this issue. Uh, most don't even know they've, they've got the got the yeah. thing. Um, and Al, what do you think needs to happen to stop this and to change it? What would you say to people? For heaven's sake, parents have got to got to. Um, if, if, if there's only one who questions the narrative, please go to them. And, Look at the sources. Go and look at, listen to Peter McCullough, Mike Eaton, Professor Carhill. Go and listen to what they've got to say. You can see some very bite-sized little uh, videos where full of useful information. It's just getting this information in front of people. That's, that's the crucial thing. And my family, for example, they just they they, they simply won't look at anything. They're very stubborn. Don't look at. And do they just watch mainstream media, or do exactly. they look at yeah. Complete. Mainstream media halls, basically. Yeah. Thank you very much, Al. No problem. Yeah, and you see, um, you can hear from uh, that informant, Tim. Uh, he's very well versed in the leading scientists. He mentioned Dora Loris Carnell, Mike Yee, and 
several others. People here know what's happening and they know that they've got to speak out, that they've got to come out in public to show that they don't agree with what the government's doing and what the safe scientists are yeah. So these are informed people. They're acting within the law to assert their rights. They're not uh, the great unwashed. They're intelligent, articulate individuals. They're citizens. Many of them very well versed in science, much better than myself or Kate, perhaps. So here we are. We're now uh, coming down from Eldon Square. Uh, the um, square in, in Newcastle, the grey monument, monuments in the background, walking down towards the Baltic Centre, which is a historic new um, building south of Manchester Gateshead across the river. And um, you can see, if I point the camera, how extensive this group is. Yeah, and this is not, I want to remind people, this is not London, this is Newcastle, this is, what did you say, New, northeast, is that right, part of England? Okay, so this is not this is not big old London where they're having, you know, the big crowds like they've had before, but this is a pretty big crowd that's out there today protesting. This is like the Midwest in the U.S. Okay, like okay. The Midwest, uh, the northeast of England, uh, historically, uh, Mining uh, and heavy uh, industrial area was massively deindustrialized by the Thatcher government, and uh, over the last 50 years, it's suffered a lot. And um, so these are these are ordinary, everyday people who are very well versed in the science, and they know what's happening, and they want to stand out. Do you want to say anything on live TV? No, okay. Anybody like to say a few this words? Was the, this was the city, uh, this was the city team where the horse... Okay, hang on, Kate. Hang on, Kate. Wait. Oh, we had a guy. Go ahead, Kevin. The vaccine. It's an mRNA technology. It's not a vaccine whatsoever. It's disgraceful what they're doing. Absolutely disgraceful. That's a, that's a Mark Steele. That's a Mark Steele impersonator right there. That guy. <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, Tim, this is the city where Mark's from. It's a lie. Absolute lie. Amen. This, this is the city with the guy with the horse, the cop. And uh, And it's only people like me that from the south who don't have a proper accent. <laughs> Um, you know, nobody here minds what people speak like. Everybody accepts each other. There's great feeling here, great camaraderie, and great power here from the ordinary, everyday people that they're not going to tolerate this and that they're going to stand up and they're going to stop it. Certainly stop it for their children and hopefully for other people. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the propaganda. Ugh. No, no, that's the good news. Oh, this paper. is the good news. Yeah, this is the good news. Okay, I see. They can, they can get this newspaper um, online for free, www.lightpaper.com. Okay, lightpaper.com, if you people want to check it out. Yeah, we've all been in it. <laughs> covers all what the BBC and the mainstream media refuses to cover. Amen. So, uh, 
Lip, Kevin, if you if you'd be so kind as uh, to maybe just pan the camera around, just keep that going. That way, people can see what you're seeing there. You know, while we while we finish out here, because I want to give Kate just a few minutes to touch on her hydrogen peroxide, because that's what we had. But uh, you know, the scripture. The, for those of you who don't believe. It, maybe you say, where is God in this? Where is God when I had this? And where is God when I had that? Well, the first question you ought to ask is, where were you with God? Because the Bible tells us that we all, like sheep, have gone astray from him. We've left the shepherd, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's the Lord Jesus. And so the first thing you ought to ask yourself is, where are you in relationship with God? Because God hasn't moved. God has remained the same. He's immutable. And so that's the, the question you ought to ask. But I, I want to just reiterate that. Psalm 139, 16. If you don't think he's given you everything for life and godliness, as Peter says, listen to this. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. God knew you, before, or he knew what, who you would be, what you would be. Why? Because he made you that way. He made you perfect in his image. And if you are a person who perverts his image, whatever way that is in your lawlessness, then you don't blame that on God and say, well, this is the way God made me. No, no, no. That's the choice you made to disobey the law of God. And I want to be clear about that. People are not made uh, even when we see deformities and things, God has a good purpose even in that. We read about it in the New Testament. We see a man who's been lame from birth. He can't walk. What does Jesus do? He goes up and he says, get up and walk. Take up your bed and walk. What does this guy do? Normally, a person who hadn't walked in 40 years has to go through therapy to build up the muscles in their legs. They have to learn to balance themselves. They have to learn to do all kinds of things. In an instant, he is healed. He is able to walk. And all of the people who are against the Lord Jesus are going, this guy heals on the Sabbath. Well, you moron, look at what happened. Does the devil do that? No, the devil doesn't do that. Does the devil cause blind eyes to see? No, he doesn't do that. Does he give life back from the dead? No, he doesn't do that. And I, I got to tell you, I'm seeing a bunch of weird, heretical, some of it's heretical, and I'm talking about, it's her, not because I said it's heretical, but because the church through the centuries has said it's heretical. They've looked to the scripture, they pointed out, many of these guys, General Flynn, oh, I may take time and play that today. General Flynn, play, praying in the name of legions of angels, okay, talking about sevenfold rays. Tied back to uh, blasphemous, heretical occultism. And, and he's the front runner for, quote unquote, reawaken America, pom-poming Donald Trump and all this nonsense. You people better be awake because there's a very strong delusion in the United States. And I think there's one in the UK. And I want to make sure that though we are encouraged with the people coming out and they're protesting this tyranny, which they should be doing, the fact of the matter is you need to keep your, your wits about you so that you're not deceived into coming into some ecumenical kind of force or some kind of thing to where every religion is just as equal as the other. You better be careful about that. Okay, I want to put that out there in the middle of this. Kate, we've got about three and a half minutes before we end the show, but we can carry over if we need to. But I want to get this. Yeah, let's, this let's carry over this for two yeah. minutes. I just want to say, yeah, go ahead. Newcastle, that's where Mark steals from, Gateshead. 
And where you're seeing the reason many, many people have gone up and supported Newcastle today is because when they did have a very small rally, the police came out, outnumbered them, and you saw that idiot cop sat on the horse, small man, with his bat on, like this, and pointing at He was brutalizing them. And the public found his sympathy. There were thousands on there. He had to shut them down. The police brutality, that was where you saw the guy who was dragged out by the cops. Then they set the police truck on him. He had a big ripped shoulder. He couldn't get care in one hospital. They wouldn't They wouldn't care for his dog by in Newcastle. And this is why you see everyone has gone in the cars and on buses. They have gone to support their brothers and sisters in Christ in Newcastle today. That's why everyone's there. So the police know, they know that if they go out at the public, they're going to have the biggest riot on their hands because they, they attacked men, women and children not so long ago. So that's why everyone's in Newcastle today. Okay. All right. Let me play this right quick. And uh, I think we're going to get it in before the end of the show. And then what we're going to do is carry over uh, Red State Talk Radio, if you're listening, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And also, before it's news.com, if you can uh, jump in there, you can catch the rest of this. This is uh, General Michael Flynn. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about where people just get weird. All right. Listen to what he says. We are your instrument of those sevenfold rays. And all your archangels. Hang on, let me back up here. We are your, we are your instrument of those sevenfold rays and all your archangels, all of them. We will not retreat. We will not retreat. We will stand our ground. We'll, we will not fear to speak. He's leading people in prayer that they're going to repeat what he's saying. We will be the instrument of your will, whatever it is, in your name. Whose name? In the name of your legions. The name of legions? What? We are freeborn. No, you're born into slavery. You're You're a sinner. And we shall not be enslaved. Ah, you are enslaved. By any foe. Within or without? So help me God. God bless you. Now, let me, let me just say real quickly. You are born a slave. You are born a sinner. You are born in sin. In sin did my mother conceive me, is what the psalmist wrote. That's why we need a savior from sin, a deliverer from slavery. And Jesus said, the one that you submit yourself to, you're going to be the slave of. All right? This is this is doctrines of demons what this guy's putting out this is not christian and he needs to be corrected somebody who's on that team there dealing with him but again you're going into kenneth copeland's church who's a known heretic and i'm going to have a show on that one day uh i've got my cassette tapes out i'm gonna have to make it into digital so i can play it for you so you can see it anyway sonsoflibertymedia.com great have a great weekend great lord's day talk to you at 6 a.m hang on we're finished all right, I want to welcome everybody over to sonsoflibertymedia.com or beforeitsnews.com or dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty or Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. And just, I'm saying this because in the midst of this, a lot of people are coming together over the right thing. Fight the tyranny. 
And I have said all along, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to be those who love justice. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, within our camp of Christianity. We should love justice when justice is meted out, even against those who are enemies, those who are not a part of us, or whatever the case may be. We should be those who stand for justice. But we also must be distinct. We cannot allow any Christ, whether they're Jews or Muslims or whoever, to somehow affiliate with Christianity. That's not the same thing. They're different gods. They are. In fact, if you're still in the Jewish religion, whether it's a cultic or whether it's the Orthodox or whatever it is, you have you are part of what Revelation says. It, you claim to be Jews, but you're not. You're the synagogue of Satan, and you're in need of repentance because you're not seeing what the whole Old Testament is about. Jesus said, Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, all of those testify of me. They testify about me. And so, you know, it's my job to call anybody, whatever faith you're in, or whether you're a humanist, or just somebody at war with God who doesn't adhere to any kind of, you know, religious whatever. The fact of the matter is that the Bible says God has called all men to repentance, to turn from their sin to be reconciled to him through the Lord Jesus. And so I, I really wanted to make that point. I wanted to make it earlier in the, in the week, but this just seemed an appropriate time to do that. So I want to get back, and I want to let Kate bring in this issue of, uh, of hydrogen peroxide. Because I'll tell you, Kate, I've, had, uh, I've used hydrogen peroxide, brushed my teeth, washed my mouth out, bleached my jeans when I was a teenager, bleached, well, not bleached totally my hair, but you know, we kind of sprinkled it in when I was a kid and did weird stuff like make your hair look like a rooster with a, with a huge mullet and stuff like that. So, but I know that's not what you're going to talk about here. So tell people how, uh, the benefits here of hydrogen peroxide. Well, first of all, I've, I've made my hair fall out where I did it myself. <laughs> and I had hair, this side of my head just here that was this long. It's hilarious. It's not the first time it's happened, but uh, luckily it grows. Well, look, you know, what the reason I just want to say is what we're seeing now is medical apartheid, full-on medical apartheid. And they're now saying uh, no jab, no job. And then they're going to be saying... Um, um, you know, you you can't get treatment. We're seeing that already. This is why we set up the British Nursing Alliance. And what's really happening nicely here is um, it, it's it's trading under Health Guardian, and we will trade as British Nursing Alliance. But the Health Guardian title, because we can get BNA, is fantastic. You see, the Lord even when we think, oh, that's not the title we wanted. That's not the business we couldn't get. When we got Health Guardian, it means that we can put dentists physios, everything else under that umbrella. So we're seeing medical apartheid. People can't get treatment. They're collapsing the healthcare system. And really, you know, the nurses now are threatening to go on strike for more pay. And what a lot of people don't know is that when they do this and the medical systems around the world go on strike, the death rate goes down. It goes down. And during the the first lockup, the unlawful lockup, we saw um, a, a huge decrease in the deaths of children because they weren't vaccinated, all the young babies. Now, there's a, a study right there. It doesn't matter whether it's anecdotal. It proved that the deaths amongst children in that first lockdown went down by over a third. So let them strike, and then hopefully we'll see a lot less deaths. And I sit here in confidence that the hospitals have now been renamed the Hospi Kills. Um, 
and people are afraid to go to them. Now, there was there was a gentleman who went into hospital recently with fractured ribs. So you're going to have pain. You're going to have pain on breathing. And what's more, because you can't breathe in and out properly, you're going to only be doing shallow breaths and you're not going to be coughing. You run the risk of getting pneumonia or another chest infection because you're going to get pooling of secretions. Now, our innate immune system, when we breathe something in, or we, we swallow it, as the Lord intended. We have a whole kind of immune system. Antibodies are made, all our fighter cells kick in. And that's why it's safe. And that's why the devil wants it injected in. So it misses off all of that. So when you, you have your secretions in your lungs, your mucus, we have these little hairs called cilia. And all that mucus that traps all the dust and the dirt, the dead cells, it's wafted out with these cilia. And we cough. That's how we do it. It's normal. And one of the reasons why smokers, when they stop smoking, when they smoke, it paralyzes these hairs, these little cilia. The the chemicals paralyze them. So one of the things smokers say as soon as they stop smoking is, oh, I got a cough once I stopped smoking. Of course you did, because these hairs start moving again and they start to want to get this mucus out the lungs. So this gentleman went into hospital and he had these, uh, this pain where he'd, he'd fractured his ribs. So what did they do? They did a COVID test on him and it, it tested positive. Then they did another COVID test and it was negative, but they shoved him on a COVID ward. And what did they then do? He got quite sick because they start then giving this, these drugs and this COVID protocol. They shoved him on a ventilator and he died. I mean, you know, really, we, we should be making sure we've all got a power of attorney, not just our next of kin. And, you know, even, even if you go into hospital with a broken toe or broken ribs like that, you should be writing down and documenting and stating who your power of attorney is, who's going to act for you in the event that you are incapacitated and can't speak for yourself. I mean, I don't even trust it. So when you've got these doctors and nurses now are not following um, you know, they're following these protocols that have been put out and the and the, the NHS has been taken over by the government now since last year. The NMC is taken over by the government in 2001. You're now following government diktat and they're not following their code of conduct. Dr. Corbett and I went through the code of conduct last week. They're breaking every single part of the code, every single one. And, and, and Dr. Corbett came to me and he was like, it's, it's everyone. He was incensed. You know, he used to teach law and ethics at university. So we're going to be doing a video on this. So look, medical apartheid is here and never has there been a greater time. This is all coming out organically that we're going back to what does work. And let me tell you, hydrogen peroxide. What, what is it? It's oxygen and hydrogen. Who gave us that? Our creator. Sugar in the presence of oxygen in the cell generates energy, ATP, adenosine triphosphate. Without that, you get the cell begins to ferment, damages the DNA, cancer cells. They don't need oxygen. They ferment. They just need sugar. They have more insulin receptors on them than other cells. But guess what? When you start putting the hydrogen peroxide in, you start oxygenating the cells and it kills, it causes apoptosis of cancer cells. I love when I get a book and I start reading and I get excited. And you can rub this on your skin, you can drink it, you can breathe it in, you can 
even do it through an IV infusion. So look, I love this. Um, there was a clinical research has been done on the medical uses of hydrogen peroxide as far back as 1914. Now, Dr. J.S. Holdown reported in 1919 that oxygen dissolved in the blood would probably be a good way to combat infection. Now, remember in those days, in, 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 you know, in 1919, you were more likely to die of infection or, or falling under a horse or falling off a horse or falling off something uh, as opposed to dying of cancer. And you certainly didn't die of cardiovascular disease because it wasn't invented then. Remember, I'm saying invented. So hydrogen peroxide puts extra oxygen into your blood. And there's no doubt that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fantastic for all diseases. And it's proved it. The red cells must transport oxygen for effective oxygen delivery. The hemoglobin on your oxygen cells, your, your oxygen binds to the hemoglobin and it's what takes it into the cells. Now, what's, what happens when you're anemic, when you don't have enough red blood cells? It's the first thing you notice. You get tired because you can't get enough oxygen into your cells. So if you've got anemia, you, you find it difficult climbing the stairs. You get breathless because you can't get the oxygen to the cells. Now, high, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, that's one way you can do it because it forces the blood under pressure into the cells And that's what they use when people have got the bends or they've got carbon monoxide poisoning, cyanide poisoning, smoke inhalation. They get them into a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. So these divers, where they've come up too fast and they've got the bends, they put them in these chambers. And by pushing oxygen into the blood under pressure, um, it cures it. But it's expensive to do that. And not everyone can afford a hyperbaric chamber. They're a lot of money. I think they're about $100,000. Uh, you can get these mobile ones for $20,000, which Dr. Patrick Vickers has a couple down in his clinic. And you've had him on the show. I mean, for me, I couldn't get him one and zip it up. I thought, I, I'm claustrophobic. I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And, and he'll tell you that. He laughed his head off. I wouldn't get in it. They put me in it, started zipping it. I was like, no, no. I'm, I'm, but, um, you know, people do get it and they're great. But look, we can do other ways of doing it intravenously. I know that Todd... Um, Todd Buttram, uh, I'm going to give you his details. He'll come on your show. He is a patent officer with the U.S. government. He survived cancer once, then it came back. He had it all in his arm. He went to push his seatbelt in, and his arm broke. And so when he went back and had his scan, he he had melanoma all in his arm. He had a tertiary tumor in his brain. And he had it all in his notes. They said to him, you've got three months to live if you don't do chemo. He did gamma knife, laser on the one in his brain. But what he did was he did Gerson therapy, full Gerson therapy. He went down to the Gerson Institute. He did did vitamin C. He did B17. He did his research. That's what he does. He's, He's a researcher. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And he's a good friend of mine. And he did hydrogen peroxide. Every time he came out of the shower, he had it mixed with water, 3%. He sprayed it on his skin and he massaged it in. He came up with all these extra therapies. He's seven years on and cancer-free. Amen. Amen. any, any other treatments. He didn't do any of their poison. And they put a rod down his arm. 
Now, when he went back and had a scan, his cancer had completely gone. <laughs> completely gone. And he proved it on the x-ray. Well, I'm going to give you all the details. And the reason I'm going to do it is, do you know what they've done? The, the federal government, they've sent, he works from home for the last eight years. He's not in contact with anybody. He just does it all on, on Zoom meetings and everything with other with the government. They've told him he's got to have a double vaccination by a, a, a soon date or he's going to be fired. Hmm. You know, Kate, one of the things one of the things when we had Dr. Vickers on, who I was very appreciative that you you put me in touch with, who who runs a Gerson uh, center down there in Mexico. And one of the things he said was, and again, I want to reiterate just to kind of cover ourselves from from people from actual organized crime who are killing who are actually killing people with the drugs they, um, you know, uh, approve the FDA. Uh, This is information. This is not telling you what to do. This is information just to cover ourselves from those criminals, okay? But here's the thing. He was telling me, literally, he says, anybody that comes to us within six weeks, if they will follow what we tell them, their cancer will be gone. I was just, I was, I was blown away that somebody has that kind of confidence, but he has that kind of confidence because he's seen it over and over and over and over again. And this is the part where, you know, somebody mentioned uh, Revelation 18, 23. I mentioned all the time. I, I do believe it's first century. I don't think there's anything new going on here. I think this is old stuff, but people are deceived by their, by their pharmacies, their pharmacia, their, their sources. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to attack if you take aspirin or something. I'm not trying to take any attack. But what I'm saying is you don't trust in that stuff. And because people trust it, they're easily deceived into the things that we're having now. Now, we got a question here. And I'll, t- I'll tell you what, at least what I do. Uh, we have a food grade hydrogen peroxide. We'll, uh, you can use the regular stuff you buy in the store to, to rinse your mouth out and spit it out. But there's a food grade that you can partake of too. And can you help people understand what is the difference between okay, I'm just going to pour me a little, you know, a shot glass or something of perox- hydrogen peroxide and drink it? What's going to happen versus whether you're diluting that in water? Uh, very similar to what we talk about doing with chlorine dioxide. Well, there's different grades of it here, 3%, 65%. I did laugh because I was looking up about sinuses. This is all new for me because I want to be doing this. Um, and the guy said he snorted uh, 3% hydrogen peroxide up his nose and felt like his sinuses were going to explode. But uh, you can dilute it, and it's a much gentler way of doing it. And, you know, I bought so many, I, I bought so many books because I know that everything is collapsing. So what I was going to do is I'm going to come back on and talk about hydrogen peroxide. I'm going to take individual treatments and tell you. But what I've done in the meantime is um, I've got, but you can, listen, you can use this for everything. And the studies are all there. The studies have all been done. But um, I just want to say to you that, uh, you know, your usual gangsters, they, they talk about this, you know, these usual people in the hospitals and why you shouldn't use it and they're liars even though the evidence is there but look you know who got is dr got um he talks about you you know he so he they were taught in medical school what you shouldn't use and why you shouldn't use it but they weren't taught they were just they're just following the rubbish that they're all taught and dr got was one of them and he goes on in all his articles and he talks about you know microorganisms live off waste matter and and cement themselves all to your bones. I read all these things now, what all these doctors tell you, and it's all crap. It's all lies. Don't forget, folks, 
I've had lobular invasive grade three breast cancer and, and I made a mistake having surgery. That's my, that's my opinion. I made a mistake, but I'm alive and well 10 years on. And even one of the nurses who was on the ward treating me is dead. I've seen so many die, but I've seen such amazing recoveries. I've interviewed loads of people. I did it my, um, I survived cancer my way, but look, you know, got apparently, um, he even threw away all the medical papers. He won't listen to any of it. And, and yet there's endless studies. So what I've done just to give you a little bit, a little, a little couple of things that you can be going away with now as a taster. Um, many people, as we get older, we get all these new bumps and lumps growing. I mean, I said, what the hell is that? You know, I get cherry angiomas, these little tiny red dots that come on the skin. And we're told in modern medicine, oh, they're just a sign of aging. We're actually not. They're a sign of a compromised liver. Mm. And I got these all on my torso beginning in my 20s, my late 20s. And every patient I know, so did my good buddy Katrina. And, um, you know, they say, oh, you, you have to go and you have to do this to have them done, laser to get them off. You can get rid of them with hydrogen peroxide. I mean, I'm not advocating anyone do this. I've even like heated a pin up over my cooker been standing there one day and just zapped one. And then eventually it went, I'm not saying don't anyone do that. Um, bucket, bucket medicine, according to Kate Shevarani, but look, hydrogen peroxide. So you, you, you get all these little bumps and they're called nevuses and moles and skin tags. And, um, but, and they talk about uh, basal cell carcinoma, which is very slow going rodent ulcer or squamous cell. Most of these lumps and bumps and, and moles that grow, they're not from the sun. And if you remember, most melanomas come where you don't even get the sun on the torso. So that's what that's what um, Todd was telling me, you know, about his melanoma. They tell you, don't go out in the midday sun. Get out in the midday sun. When the sun is high, your shadow is short till your skin changes color. That's how you get your vitamin D. And, and God gave us light. That's what it is. These Satanists want you sick. That's why you want you indoors. So look, this is what you do. You use what I'm going to tell you. And then if within six weeks it's still there, you know, there's something wrong, then you can go see your doctor about it. But I see people with little growths and then they, they cut out a massive chunk and it comes back as nothing. But you're sitting there with like a big disfigurement. Um, so a mole called a nevus, uh, uh, there's a number of causes, like I've said, benign. So what you do is you can get your um, your hydrogen um, your you can get this hydrogen peroxide and you're using three percent and you can you can put it directly onto this little blotch or this little growth ring. You get it from your local drugstore, your pharmacy store, and you put it on. Obviously, you know your your cancers and that, like I say, and you keep doing this hydrogen peroxide every single day. And you should start to see it apply 3% to this hydrogen peroxide on a cotton swab. Sorry, not once a day, twice a day. So I would do it morning when you get up and evening. So maybe 6 a.m., 7 a.m. when you come out of the shower and 6 p.m. later. Twice a day, 3% with a cotton bud. So soak the cotton bud in it so it's completely soaked and hold it on it. Make sure it's saturated on it. You do this every day for six weeks. And if it's still there, then you can go see a dermatologist. But it tends to drop off. 
So the, uh, it, it's not, it's not going to do you any harm, none whatsoever. You can keep doing this. And the same with your sinuses. So if you dilate, dilute 3%, that's drugstore, half and half with water. So get your, your bottle of 3%, get these little droppers. I bought a whole box of these droppers for like $10. Um, and you put half hydrogen peroxide, 3%, and you put your half distilled water. Never use your tap water. It's got fluoride, chlorine, bromine, bromine in. shouldn't even be in your body. Unless you're on the that- well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even if it's your own well, you want to run it through a Berkey yep. or a distiller. I'll yep. tell you why. Glyphosate is completely saturated into the water table. And I knew a family that drank out their well. The daughter died age 20 of leukemia. And then the mother got pancreatic cancer. And when she discovered all that, she got pancreatic cancer in her 50s. She died in her late 80s. She was wonderful. Felicity Corbin Wheeler. Please do go Google her. And uh, she did Gerson therapy and B17. She did Laetrile. So uh, that was what she found. The source was they were all drinking out the well. They lived in Jersey. The Jersey Royal Potatoes and her well was completely contaminated with all these chemicals. So just be careful on that one. So you put half and half of 3%. And then what you do, um, you use five to 10 drops, depending on whether you have it, it says here, cat breath or dog breath. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, Fat Dave is sleeping on the sofa and his breath, you know, when he meows at me, that's enough. Even I even caught him meowing at Nelly the dog and even the dog kind of winces. She's like, ooh. <laughs> so, uh, and when he licks he came over and he licked me one day and I kept thinking what is that smell and it's him uh, that's that's fat Dave um, but, you know, he's a bit of an evaporated milk fan this is my cat incidentally that gets stuck oh in my goodness flap. he gets stuck in the cat flap and as he squeezes himself through you know he's like oof I see him doing it. So he'll wait at the cat flap. He'll wait for me to open the door and let him in. He is. But I, I, I upset someone because they said it was really bad of me to call the cat fat. Well, you know what? Luckily, uh, it's your cat. Call him what you want. Yeah, I've called him other things as well because he urinates <laughs> electrical. <laughs> he urinates up my, my refrigerator. He blew my blender up. He urinated in the blender. And when I switched the blender on, it blew up. So I, I listen, let me tell you. I cussed that day. I had to ask forgiveness. So, so anyway, so Fat Dave has got dog breath and he's a cat. Anyway, look, um, so you put five to 10 drops of this 50-50, 3% peroxide, hydrogen peroxide, 3% distilled water, and you you drop it. I would, I would particularly, what I would do is I'd kind of drop it into the nostrils. I'd put your head back, I'd lie down. And breathe it in. It's going to go in your sinuses. And you should do that uh, twice, once to twice daily. Because you might think you've actually got bad breath. But if your dental is good, it's your sinuses. And you don't want to. And what are they doing? Allopathic medicine. They give you a general anesthetic, which is not so good either, unless you're absolutely desperate, because that's dangerous in itself. And then they start cleaning out your sinuses and doing all this hideous stuff. Because it makes money. No one tells you about using hydrogen peroxide. No, they so I had a lady come to me. I had a lady come oh. to me. She's got a little abscess in her sinuses. So they take her in. They do a COVID swab. 
And now they're sending her for an MRI scan. That's big money as well. And and now they're saying, oh, yeah, you know, you've got something in your sinuses. We need to talk about doing an anesthetic. No one told her about doing a bit of hydrogen peroxide beforehand. Because that doesn't make the amount of money that they want to make. Well, that's right. All of these things, and by the way, my face is just hurting. Uh, You know, Kate used to see me. I used to have a different camera on. My face is hurting from laughing at that. That was just so hilarious. I, I really think... That what we need to do is we there needs to be a a, a Kate Shimerani show, you know, kind of like <laughs> Benny Hill there because you got you got that slapstick wit and you can pull it off. But but seriously, people have not looked at this any more than they've looked at chlorine dioxide. I continue to hear this thing. Uh, let me bring this up. I'm not knocking people who are looking at hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, but I want to ask you. I want to ask you people a question. Why is that front and center? It's still big pharma. It's both of those are still big pharma. They've got side effects. Yeah, they they both got side effects. Yeah, and and I don't, Kate, I don't think the people understand. They get play. I'm not saying those things don't work to take care of certain things. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying you're not is, getting the root cause, though. That's right. You're you're treating the symptoms. You're hacking at the branches and not taking the axe to the root. And that's what we talk about here. Let's stop hacking at the branches, okay? And let's take the axe to the root. And the root is, we're, you know, again, I'm not saying that certain medications haven't helped people to some extent, to some extent. But they all, every one of these pharmaceutical drugs, every one of them, I don't care which one's been put out, every vaccine that's been put out, all of them have adverse effects. Every single one of them, and you're told, well, you must get this, whatever we approve, the unconstitutional FDA here in the United States. Or if you talk about chlorine dioxide, we'll throw you in jail. Like uh, what was the guy from the uh, church, the MMS church of the whatever yeah, was he, he was saying? They, they threw him in prison, and he was actually helping people. They were going after Carrie Rivera. She was actually helping people. They, they've tried to make up a case against Dr. Andreas Calker about a five-year-old who allegedly overdosed on chlorine dioxide. I just, whatever. Okay? They, they've tried to do that. And the fact of the matter is, is they have seen results. They have seen real results of healing, not treating a symptom that something else is going to take its place. Now, I've got a question for you before we, before we close out the show, because I've got to get on, on to uh, posting some things on the site. But I do have a question. You mentioned moles and skin tags and stuff like this, and signs, and I've read that, signs of compromised livers and stuff. And uh, one of the, quest- the questions I have is, you know, that you go to the doctor, they, they'll say, well, we'll cut that off. That's no big deal. Um, I, one of my daughters was born with one right here beside her ear, and they, they took it off right when she was born. It was a, it was a pretty large skin tag. And so my question is, are you saying treat some of those things with peroxide, hydrogen peroxide, you know, diluted or whatever, and then also something else to take care of the liver? Because if it's a compromised liver, and that's a sign of that, obviously the things you've talked about before with nutrition and stuff like that would would kind of deal with that in the first place. Well, you know, if if you are surrounded by uh, fake foods, poisonous water with chlorine, bromine, fluoride in it then you've got all your furniture with anti fire retardants which is bromine then you're eating pesticides herbicides which are synthetic estrogens then you're eating all your gmo foods then you're piling all over your skin and your body all your 
synthetic estrogens and all these parabens, all these chemicals, lead, you know, 60% of lipsticks on the American market contain lead, which is a neurotoxin. And and then you and, and hang on, let's not forget now this tattooing of the body, which is also it, it's not for me, it's defiling, but Look, the tattooing of the body, they're now finding at autopsy the chemicals, the heavy metals, particularly the colorful tattoos, they're finding those heavy metals in brain tissue. So it's getting to the brain. If you're going to keep doing all this, you've got to remember that every single thing that you that is in your body, all of your blood filters through the liver every three minutes. Your liver is the site foreman and it's there to filter everything. That's exactly what it does. And if it can't get rid of it because the methylation pathways are now blocked, you've got, and you don't show any symptoms on your blood results of a compromised liver till you're down to the last third. And then it's like falling off a cliff. And your liver is the, is the only organ in your body which regenerates, which is fantastic. This is great to know. But what your, your liver will do is if it can't sort out this, it will package these toxins up in fat and ship them out. And that's why when people lose a lot of weight very quickly, they feel very unwell because all these toxins are now back in the systemic circulation. And that's one of the things that happens with Gerson therapy is the toxins are being pulled from the cells. They're being released out of the liver. And this is why you do the coffee enemas and you drink the fresh juices and you take the supplements, which... Um, help to oxygenate uh, the, the cells, and then you start pushing out all these toxins, which I believe Dr. Vickers would have would have explained to you. It's phenomenal. So for me, what I did was, you know, I did coffee enemas, and now Dr. Uh, Corbett does coffee enemas every day as well. He loves them. We have big chat. Everybody does coffee enemas, incidentally, folks. We all chat to one another. Even Dr. Kaufman does coffee enemas, and and. Uh, so all of us do coffee enemas and they were in the Merck medical manual. I believe it was the fifth edition and they used to use them for pain control. They do take away pain as well. And I see on all these sites, I, the, the very famous line I always say is when that, that, that gangster oncologist, remember oncology for breast cancer makes $600 billion profit yearly. So they don't want you to stop using their poison. Because it's big industry oncology. That's why they murder all the doctors. There have been so many doctors murdered nurses for speaking out and doing alternative anti-cancer stuff. They don't want you to talk about it because they want all of these synthetic drugs, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, <clears throat> remdesivir. They take a natural substance, they isolate the active compound, and then they make a synthetic version, and then they patent it, now they can make money on it. So this is how it's done. So I lost my license from speaking up and they looked at all my natural videos. I don't care. I'm not interested in being on that dirty, filthy gangsters register. And incidentally, I resigned because they broke due process by not following their own contract. And I served them all notices of genocide. So get on with it. I'm not interested, NMC. So, um, you know, when you look at uh, all of these things, if you keep, you keep bombarding your body with, with toxins, breathing it in, drink, uh, drinking it, um, putting it on your body. And don't forget your mind, what you were saying about the Lord, uh, Jesus Christ. And we've got, we've got God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
if you're constantly telling yourself, I'm sick, oh, I'm sick to death, I'm sick to death of that, and you keep thinking about it, you're constantly watching through the TV, which is what they do in this country, every single uh, soap opera, drama, movie, newspapers, there's all stories about cancer, now it's about COVID, and about people being sick, every someone getting measles, so they want to sell you vaccines, you're seeing it constantly, so you think you're going to get it, you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And we know that our telomeres on the end of our DNA, what's the thing that affects the most? How we feel. So what you do is when you're constantly in that state of trauma, you let the demons in. God created the heavens and the earth. The devil and his demons, then these faces are in the first heaven. Uh, sorry, the second heaven. The first heaven is the sun, the moon, the stars. The third heaven is where our creator resides with the angels. But that second heaven is with the demons and the devil, if you're in a state of trauma all the time and fear, all those low frequencies, you're going to let the demons in. The demon of fear is what creates all this disease. Disease. It's Latin. Pharmakia, witchcraft and sorcery. The Greek translation. You know, my mind is blown by the devil. But it tells us, I'm, I'm, even, I'm even open to now at Deuteronomy. You know, it tells us what we can eat and why. Yeah. And we know that Dr. John Mack. So look, you know, it also tells us about defiling our bodies. It's all there. So there's a good book that you can all purchase. I'll try to get, yeah, I'll try to have the link up for that. Hydrogen peroxide medical miracle and William Campbell Douglas II, MD. And we'll try to have that link up so you guys can pick it up. It's not expensive. Guys, you can be your best doctor. Talk to yourself. The, you know, the, the, the quickest way to have healthy kids is to avoid the pediatrician. And right now in the States, they're saying, if your parents aren't vaccinated, we're no longer treating your kid. No, well, good I've riddance. had that. Yeah, I've had yeah, that. So look, I've had that issue myself. So your liver, if you guard your body, in fact, I, I love that one. What is it? Guard your heart with all due diligence for That's all right. that is life. Through it. Yep. So, you know, you, you think about your full armor of God. If you think in your mind about the full armor of God, you're going to guard your entire body. You're going to guard your entire body because it tells us when we, we put on the helmet of salvation, we're to have hope that the shield is, is a faith, faith in our creator, and it's going to protect us. But the sword, the sword, get ready to speak the word, speak it out loud. Word, S-W-O-R-D, that's your sword. You've got to be really careful what you speak. So when you're speaking, I'm sick, I need to get to my doctor, I need to get to my witchcraft and sorcerer. These, these, they're not doctors, they're pimping for pharma. They're, they're yeah. nurses, they're prostituting for That's pharma right. with these shots, these weapons. You, it, you're all really intelligent out there. When you start to get back to literally grassroots, I love that saying as well, the grassroots. What's in the roots of everything? Well, the vitamins and minerals. That's what's in it. Grow your plants with, you put a dustbin lid on your lawn and you stop the light, you're going to get yellow grass. It's all there. So you need to start getting back to, to reading scripture. It's all in there. It tells you this is all natural. Hydrogen peroxide, it's all natural. H2O2, it, it's, you don't need to have, have a degree or a, a PhD. You just need to pick up these cheap books, even buy them secondhand. Get out of it. Read it. You know what? You know, years ago in the 1800s, when they were on the streets of Leicester, one newspaper would be read 
dozens of times because people couldn't afford to buy it. So they would, one person would buy it. They would all read it, read it, read it, read it, write down what was important. Get into your groups, get in your communities, join with your, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Each of you buy a different book. You know, this is what book clubs were for. Book clubs, you will buy a book and you read it and you discuss it. We don't even need to do but Each buy one book. Start making your protocols. Start sharing them. Start getting back to what's working. This is what I'm going to be doing. And um, and I've got a website going up and, and it's being written now and I'm writing it. And my guy's working on it. And I thought, oh, I don't, I'm going to get the money for it. Guess what? I prayed on it and bang. A couple of days later, I was offered the, the 2K for the website it's getting done Amen. and they're not, they're not going to be able to hide it. Google, it's a guy who's so savvy and um, he got chucked out of America. Incidentally, he's really savvy and he came to me through Rachel Seller and, you know, I'm going to have all this on there and you can subscribe. I've got my microphone ready for my news channel. I'm getting my backdrop. Like you've got Sons of Liberty. I want that Sons of Liberty incidentally when I come on a Saturday. So <laughs> okay. I can have that. I want the same thing. I'll hook and, you up. Um, yeah. And, you know, you've helped me, Tim. I'm going to be asking you again so I can get everything on loaded up onto all the different platforms as soon as I move because they're blocking my Wi-Fi here. I can't load on anything. I know what they're doing. But, you know, when God's with you, nothing can be against you. So, look, you know, my website's going to be there so you can go on there. The protocol will be written up for each thing. You can just get it. I'm going to be doing a newsletter every week and then I'm going to be doing a recipe because anyone who knows me knows I love to feed. I, and my kids are like, ah, I don't like your foods because they've been out there eating garbage. But now they're coming back. We had like a last supper for my daughter going away. They all ate a great big dinner. And Lee will testify. He says he's a really picky eater. And I know he's watching. He loves my food. It's rustic. It's natural. I do very little to it. it we don't, you know, when you take away all this salt and salt, this white salt, and even having too much pink Himalayan salt, you lose the taste for what's in it. And when you, when you cook it, we, we shouldn't be using microwaves and steaming. You know, when you cook food the way you should, slow cooking, um, you taste all those things, and yummy, yummy, yummy. And garlic, you know, when you look at what garlic is in its natural state and how it kills bacteria, fungus, and I have that raw, I permanently stink of garlic, um, I give it to Lena Raw as well. So I don't, he, he says he doesn't even notice. That's because he's got his love goggles on. He doesn't notice I reek of garlic, but I can give it to him <laughs> as well. But you know, listen, folks, cut an onion and rub an onion on the soles of your feet. Rub it, keep rubbing it on the soles of your feet and you'll start to taste it. And I guarantee you this works. And it's because you've got big, big pores on the soles of your feet so remember, this is not a wetsuit, your skin. This is why they use patches and they rub topical creams on your skin. So be very careful what you put on your skin, but you can put your hydrogen peroxide. Again, mix it half and half, come out of the shower, spray it on, rub it in. It's going to oxygenate your blood. And you know, this is because everything that goes on your skin ends up in your systemic circulation, your blood which then goes through your body and every three minutes passes through your liver. And this is why in the Bible, you don't eat the blood. You don't eat the blood. That's right. Come on. It's all in there. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Read the King James Version because, or actually, 
even the Greek version is better. I've got someone, you know, explaining the Greek version, but they translated, yeah. I, I think it was 17 Hebrews translated it for Greek, but a lot of the translation is lost in the yeah, New England version and international version. Well, and it's lost even in the King James. It's, it's a lot, it, you know, it, and this isn't, this is another show that we can, that I can set up. Uh, I'd love to have Dr. James White come on because he was a contributor to the American Standard Version, which is a word-for-word translation, and uh, he's very brilliant in that. In fact, I've tried to get him on to see if he can come alongside me. Who is it? Um, Did you say American Standard Version is a word-for-word translation? Yeah, American Standard Version is a word-for-word translation. now. Yeah. Ordering it now. Well, it's. I mean, you can you can get it usually if you've got a Bible. I've got the uh, Olive Tree. Bible thing, and I, you can get. I think American Standard is is standard on that. You don't have to buy it. Um, you can get a lot of different things on that as far as a, a digital version. But you know, I, oh, no, I talk I like, with. I yeah, I talked with Dr. James White about coming on because we had some people asking about the Book of Enoch. Well, I could sit here and do it, but I feel like somebody who is schooled in that, who has a a um, a. What, what am I saying? A reputation of dealing in those kinds of um, uh, documents because they are documents, but they're not real. They're, the, the, the Book of Enoch is a pseudepigraphal book, it's, it's pseudo meaning fake. Uh, it's and it was it was you know the earliest thing that we have from them is like two BC, two hundred BC or something. That's not Enoch writing that, and the quote from Jude is not necessarily coming from that book. That's what people don't understand. So there's a lot of there's a lot of misunderstanding about things like the Book of Enoch. There's a lot of misunderstanding about the King James version. There are entire text in the book of Revelation. And what people need to understand, not to get off on this, but just kind of throw that out there for what you're saying, the Greek text that Erasmus translated came from a Latin text that was translated from a Greek text. So Erasmus is hurrying through a Greek text in the, you know, 15, 1600s here. He's hurrying through that so that they can put you know, put that out, which eventually was used to translate the King James. And the fact of the matter was, in his rush, there were wor- there were words in the Book of Revelation the church had not ever heard for sixteen hundred years. Why? Because he just stuck them in there. Now, I like the I don't mind the King James. I use usually the New King James. But the fact of the matter is, we have to be aware of that because the Word of God was not given in English, people. It was given in Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. And if you don't go back to those things. How are you're not being a good student of the word in what you're looking at? So I appreciate the the you know admonishment there, Kate, on these things that we do need. If you're going to be a good student, you're going to have to start going back and you're going to have to start doing word studies. You're going to have to start seeing how they're used. Context is a big thing because context, whether you get the Greek or I mean, you can you can figure out what God said from the English. But in any case, if you stay in the context, you can pretty much get what is being said. And I don't think it's really that much of a problem. But uh, again, those are some technical things most people are not going to delve into. And again, I'm going to have I'm going to have a show coming up soon. I just don't know how soon on Book of Enoch because a lot of people are getting uh, pulled to the side, pulled away from the the straight and the narrow by the Book of Enoch. They're getting pulled away by. You know, we had, uh, what was the guy's name, Dave, who was Event 202, talking about the book of Joshua and all of this other stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, the the people who were persecuted, the bishops who were persecuted in the 3rd century, or 4th century, uh, 
who came to Nicaea, they had been persecuted for years. And they were the ones who were saying, wait a minute, yes, some of us recognize we've been using certain books in the church, but the fact of the matter is they all came to agree what the Word of God was, that it was authoritative. They had been using it for years. This wasn't Rome. This wasn't Roman Catholicism. This wasn't Constantine. This was the men who were persecuted for the Word's sake. And we need to be clear about that because there are people putting this junk out And it's deceiving people, it's leading them astray, it's leading them away from the true gospel, it's leading them after doctrines of demons, and it is doctrines of demons. And so I'm going to have a show on that. Didn't mean to get off on the side there. Kate, uh, do you got a final word you want to leave us with, and then we'll close out the show? Yeah, so I would would say exactly that. There's no quick fix. You can't expect... To, to use hydroxychloroquine or, or, or take chlorine dioxide and have a quick fix. And that's the problem, you see. People want to live a life of eating McDonald's, drinking all this garbage. I see it. You know, the, the queue for McDonald's is out the road. And, and then they want to take a tablet. They want a quick fix. They just want to do the laziest option. And these people are going to perish with what's happening now because we see tyranny all around the world. It's it's not going to get any better. It's actually getting much worse. And they're not prepping. And they are thinking that they're going to have some, you know, they're all trying to get ivermectin everywhere. Can anyone prescribe it? And then they're still eating their garbage. So if if you want to really um, think, how am I going to protect my family? How am I going to stay alive? How am I going to stay healthy when there's an apartheid medical system coming? You, you don't need, you need to just read your book. And then you'll be guided. And then you use the sword, the word, and you read scripture and you pray. I cannot tell you every single time my prayers are answered. And even when I don't think they've been and something else comes, I can tell you within a few weeks, I realized that actually that was really my prayer being answered. Amen. It was for the best. Yep. And, you know, I even prayed for my kids. And before I knew it, I had them all at my dinner table and I <laughs> let on the noise level and I wasn't used to it. But, um, you know, everything is going to happen. So you need to think, I need to put the work in here and throw your TV out. You, you don't need to be sitting every night on your sofa, having a microwave meal, watching the idiot's lantern, watching what the CIA said they were going to do and brainwash you all. And then oh, well, if we get our injection, it's I, I, I know it's really mean. And I have to really question myself now when I think it. There's nothing I like saying better when people go, we're all getting back to normal because we're all getting vaccinated. And I go, oh, sorry, I'm not having mine. That means we're not getting back to normal because we're not having it. And there's a lot like me, which means mm, looks like you've been lied to. So you can't have a quick fix. You've got to you've got to accept you've got to put the work in. But when you start to put the work into your body and you feed it right and you feed your mind and you put good water in it, the results happen really quickly. And just to mention Lee again, he was, he won't like me saying this. He ended up, he was really fit. He got in the Marines and he did the eight weeks of his Marine training and decided it wasn't for him, but he was a really fit guy. Then eventually he put on seven stone in weight, which is 14 pounds to the stone, 2.2 pounds to the kilo. He says he just looked big. Wow. I say he looked fat. Yeah. Wow. Before I knew him. Yeah, I wouldn't have looked at him then. But anyway, that's shallow. But anyway, he he put on all this weight and he started to get really sick. And then he just one day said enough. 
And he's got his degree in sports science and he's doing a master's degree now in strength and conditioning. But he's so educated in nutrition and disease, really well educated. We're going to be doing work together. We're a team. And uh, he started eating right. And he's 42. Yes, I got a younger man. But he is, you know, he doesn't he doesn't have any fillings in his mouth. He doesn't have any amalgam fillings. His mother told me he never had the MMR as a child because she didn't want him to have it. He doesn't have any health issues now. He's not on any medication. He's extremely physically fit to look at. He runs up the side of a cliff. He'll go out running. I've seen him do it. He does weights. He, and he lost that seven stone in weight, but he also got himself really fit. And you can't, you can't tempt him to eat stuff. He doesn't eat, allows himself one cup of tea, but it must be before midday. He's really disciplined, really, really disciplined. And, um, you know, that, that's where, and he got his mind right. And, um, I have a lot of respect for that because I, I did it too. You know, I changed all my diet. I lost 36 pounds in weight in six weeks. I could then, um, when I'm reading small print, I can't, you know, some, it's a bit blurry when I'm looking at the computer because it affects your eyes. But I can read without glasses now in the morning. Um, if I eat chocolate, you know, sugar, my joints go sticky and it affects my eyesight. And both Lee and I know my, my I love chips. I think you call them fries. If I eat them outside and they've used rubbish oil, it makes me feel unwell and he's the same. So you are what you eat. I just want to say before I go, everyone. So you are what you eat. Today's food becomes tomorrow's cells. And no amount of exercise is an offset for a poor diet. And you can just see on the side of the screen, Fat Dave. <laughs> he said, I want to be in the picture. He's touching me. Photobombing. Hey, Dave. Dave. Look, he's going to touch me now. <laughs> He's a sheiky cat. <laughs> he is, and, uh, and and he will. He'll do this thing in a minute where he'll start touching. There we go. He's touching me. And he's, he's like, it's he's time like, to go outside, please. Sharing the love, he says, if you don't touch me in a minute, I'm going to breathe on you with my dog breath. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so look, folks, these things, these are books. Don't bother reading Hello Magazine or the National Enquirer, uh, or you know, buying any other subscribing start getting yourself food grade three percent getting yourself a distiller start getting these books and start being dog to yourself <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh he, i i don't know why he just looked at the camera and then he started doing that again and i'm sitting here going i'm ready to give you an offer you can't refuse if you let me out yeah you know he's sitting there he's blender said- again you say this, you've got to sleep sometime, and when you sleep, I'm going to chew out your jugular. Even Nelly's, Nelly's scared of him. And uh, he's, and you know what? I, I, I had uh, 12 cats at one time, and I've had a lot of other cats in between. And lots of my cats would go right to the top of the road. I don't know why and get ran over. This fatty here never, ever goes very far from the food. He doesn't even go out that much. You, If I want to open... I can. I have to cough. It's not, you know, like evaporate and milk the cats because he hears a can from like 800 yards. He's in really fast. But we think Highlander, there can be only one. Where he's led the other cats to the top of the road and said, go on over the road. There's some ramp. Go on over the road. Because he's outlived everyone. 
He really is. Look at him. He's got that look on his face. I'm telling you, I, I, when I see it, Oh my goodness! It reminds me of my kids' tell you cat. You go, about the cops, I just yeah. got to tell you. Sure. When cops raided my house <laughs> with an unsigned warrant, when they came back to the station and I I was in custody, they used my keys. I said to this I said to this police officer, "You better not have left my my hallway door open because Dave the cat urinates up my curtains and everything. He's only allowed." In the <laughs> and she said, "She said to me, is he black and white?" And he keeps touching you because she said he was in the kitchen on the worktops, on my worktops. And obviously they were going through my kitchen. He was running up and down (laughs) because he waits for you to open the refrigerator to give him this evaporated milk. That's his crack cocaine. (laughs) He said, oh, yeah, he kept touching me. He kept touching me. I saw him. And none of my cats have names on their collars because I don't want anyone to shout them. I just have my number and where I live. So she said he was running up and down the worktop touching me. And she said, no, 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 I locked him in the kitchen. And I said, that's fat Dave. And she she laughed so much because she had a cat. Look, I'm not. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> oh, see, folks. Nasty. See, folks, if you wait, it's kind of like a Marvel movie. If you wait to the very end, you get some good comic relief there and you know, stuff. So. That's nasty. <laughs> Kate, listen, we appreciate you as always. Guys, if you want to help Kate... (laughs) I'm sorry. This is a two-hour morning show on Saturday. That's kind of unusual. (laughs) That cat cracks me up. He just totally cracks me up. If you want to help Kate out, look, when we do the archive this morning... Uh, I always put ways that you can help Kate. She's got uh, the the good inside, uh, some other links that we have on there, plus the uh, British Nursing Alliance. We have that in there. You guys can help her by if you got if you got products that you want to get, get them from Kate. That supports her. Look, she gives of her time to come on here free of charge to give information what's going on in the UK, uh, stuff about hydrogen peroxide that we've talked about. We've talked the other week. We talked about cinnamon. And I happened to go to the Bargain City, the cheap store that we get stuff from. They had an, a boatload of teas in. Guess what Tim got? I got some orange and cinnamon tea, and I got some turmeric tea with ginger and something else with an M that starts in there. Anyway, <clears throat> I, the only reason I got those was because of what I heard from Kate. And I'm like, oh, she says it's good for me. Then I want to go use that, and I want it to be good for me. And I you know kids... We'll make some of that, too. So if you want to help her, I'll have links for that in the archive, like I always do. Be sure and support Kate in that way, and uh, uh, and be thankful to her for, for how she's done. Hold on. She's wanting to say some, something else, and i got to mute it. Would support my crowd just as fun? Because I'll tell yes, you please. why, folks. We, uh, my barrister and I, using the Health Guardians Business Limited, which is a charity. I don't get any of this money. We are, uh, we've done the case. We've got a couple of expert witnesses. We're going to mount a case to the high court, which is my, my neck on the chopping block to, um, we're going to mount this to, to the high court to try and stop the injecting of our children. Now I'm in court in December and I've got that crowd justice fund, um, which is there to, to help me with all my, my legal fees. And they're, they're not cheap. And they've got us in court for five days. Now I'm told it might run even longer. And uh, they do this to inconvenience you. So anything that's left, if there's if there is anything left, you know, we're going to use this and we're going to use this for other uh, for a court case. I don't get any of this. It doesn't come to me. And it takes a lot of time and effort and money, you know, to to 
to go up to London. I've got to be up to London in court for this again in November for another preliminary hearing of it. And, you know, somebody, some idiot wrote, oh, she owns her house. No, it's got a mortgage on it. I'm downsizing so I can get out of the mortgage trap because I know what's coming. But And I said, what, what, you want me to fight for you and your kids and you want me to get arrested, go go in the jail, have my house raided, violated, have but my not laptop. stand with you and support you, right? And yet you want me to 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 be on the street with nowhere to live, to to satisfy your socialist communist mentality. When I've worked my backside off since I left school, I've worked. I've worked continually. When I when I was working for British Airways, I worked my days off as a nurse as well because I wanted to buy a house. And I've I've studied. I paid for all my own courses back in, in nursing school to get my registration back. And I've had those licenses removed from me. I was a self-funding student to do my um, a prescriber course, which cost several thousand pounds. And they've now taken that license off me because I spoke the truth. And I'm doing all this and they want me now. They want me to, you know what? If everybody just shut their mouth and engage their brain and just even put one dollar in and over here, they'd realize I can do more and more and more. I'm not afraid of these people. I can only die once. And if I die, it's God's will. God's will. God knew when I was born and he knows my end. That's right. And he knew that I would be right. So, so you know what? Let thine will be done. So I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of them. But but unfortunately, when they bring the fight, we have to use the laws of this land and take the fight right back on them. And I said this, you know, at the moment, we shouldn't be saying, what are they going to do next? What are they going to do next? That means you're on the defensive. The devil is on the offensive. That's right. Should be the other way around, folks. That's right. Make them worry about what we're doing. Yeah, the church is within us. We're on the offensive. That's right. We're on the offensive. And I'm not going to sit back and wait for them to tell me. And we are not. And my barrister, you've seen him. Yep. My barrister just did a load of work for someone who was in the jail, Fiona, Fiona Rose Diamond, Fiona Hine. He did that for nothing. Mm. He was on to the police all Sunday. Then he was in the courts representing her on the Monday for nothing. You can't get many lawyers to do that. And, he did and not, not only that, he goes out with you and carries your megaphone with you. He carries his Bible with That's with him. Megaphone. Yeah. Okay. He, but he's carrying it for you. He's not ashamed to be it's seen there. Bible. Yeah. So him here, and I, yeah, and let, I were outside the church and we were shouting okay. into the church building. He's out today at a rally. He's out there, my barrister. So look, please support my crowd justice fund. I don't get the money. It goes to pay the legal fees. He's he's a very he's he's not a man who's he doesn't have big fancy things. He's a man who is a true Christian. He quotes the Bible. And, all yeah, the time. and from the things he said and the things he's done, he shows that he is one of those. Kate, let me let me close out here with a with a encouraging verse for people. You talked about being in fear. The Bible tells us in first John four eighteen, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Let me ask you something. Do you really love God? Do you really fear Him? See, because there's a fear of God that leads to that perfect love. You want to obey Him. You want to love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you want to love your neighbor as yourself. 
All right, that's the encouraging word I want to give from today. Yeah, we had some comic relief. I'm glad the fat Dave showed up there a little bit. And you got some good information. Now, go and use it. Go and share it with your friends, the information that you've got. And uh, <clears throat> have a great weekend, great Lord's Day. We'll talk to you at 6 a.m. on Monday. And Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. for two hours today. I think he is feeling much better. He got home late last night. And uh, let me know that. So you guys check him out at 3 p.m. Eastern. And we'll talk to you then. See ya.